0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. Season 4 is just constantly bringing more and more legends uh, to the show, to the realm, and to the fun time. So you guys basically get to uh, hear how fun and ridiculous we can be at times. It's actually a lot of fun. Alright, so my next guest today is actually a pretty cool dude from what I've been told. Uh, I say from what I've been told because we have a lot of good mutual friends in common. I've already interviewed one of his COOs, which is Peter, who... Um, Dude, how do I say his surname? I can't remember his surname. A car. A car. A Q
1: U yeah. A R T. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, Peter car. And then um, also Rory F. Stern, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, as you guys heard that ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> I'm not apologizing <laughs> for that. That was just a great show. I freaking loved it. Another show with him. Um, he basically messaged saying, Hey, I think there's a really good guy that you should speak to. And I was like, Yeah, go for it. Because I don't vet people i i just pretty much just say yes if they're they're cool i'm like yeah let's get them on so going into the show i know very little and fyi that is chase saying hello uh not a child so there were no children harmed in the shooting of this podcast there might be a cat tickled during the shooting of this podcast it just depends how he behaves but mark welcome to the show
1: hey thanks for having me
0: Oh, dude, welcome to the insanity of it all. Just real quick before we get started and stuff, just a quick shout out to our sponsors for the show. Uh, first of all, of course, go to adalmarcy.com. Go check out our website. We've got previous podcasts and stuff, and obviously we host everything on there. Our other sponsor for today is 10minutebusinessowner.com. That's one zero as in numerical 10 owner.com forward slash adalmarcy. Go check it out. Um, Mark's giving away a chapter to his book and a few other like cool goodies and bonuses, which he hasn't told me about because, you know, <laughs> surprises are a thing. Yay. Yes. But anyway, it's a thing. Dude, welcome to the show, man. I'm really, really happy to have you here because like the very brief conversation we had, we got on quite well. I have no idea what's up with my cat today. He's like, usually quite quiet <laughs> during this. But please Bye. tell us about, t- please tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, just a small town boy in Ohio, originally from Columbus, Ohio area. um, Grew up in our east there and wanted to do something big in life. Didn't know what that would be. So barely graduated high school, never went to college, had big dreams and uh, discovered real estate investing and uh, entrepreneur. I've always kind of been an entrepreneur since I was a young kid, you know, from lemonade stands to selling my sister's toys to selling you know bracelets to selling condoms and all that fun stuff in (laughs) school every high school kid needs condoms right
0: pretty much just like you don't want pregnant you don't want babies
1: (laughs) well not only that just like people weren't even using them it was just kind of cool to say you had a condom in your pocket then
0: (laughs) you know what that is actually so true that just shows you the bravado of like human nature at its best it's like yeah i've got a condom it's like have you used it (laughs) no so you know they have a sell-by date right no <laughs> you know, it's gonna be with me forever it's like yeah the first time you use it you break that seal it's gonna it's gonna kill on you You're yeah
1: baby it's not good but yeah no I, and then you know I, I worked really hard discovered real estate investing and just figured out you know listen to people you know people will tell you what they need help with and hire great coaches and mentors and you know a lot of people are always trying to pay the least I, I'm always trying to figure out how to pay the most and uh, kind of change some dynamics to the conversation um, as the, the journey've been doing this 22 years now and uh business ownership that is is—is literally just you know almost went bankrupt twice you're always discovery mode right you're either i always say you're either growing or learning some people call it failing it's you're learning from this stuff every single day as you know it's it's a constant
0: constant learning curve most definitely it is uh, and what i love about your story is that you are an entrepreneur in so many different rights and ways but something i'm really curious about more than anything real estate investing in the u.s um right now where the market is right now how how hard is it wait do you have to go no 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 not at all oh fair enough i just heard you say i was like wait wait oh my little
1: my little son i have a three-year-old son he's getting ready to go he's getting ready to leave with the babysitter so
0: <laughs> just just give him a big old hug and you know later on and stuff Freaking kids are awesome, by the way. I will, I will make fun of them quite often. But then again, sure. I also want to be a dad at some point. So I'm just, get, <laughs> I'm getting my training in right now. Just make fun of them. Absolutely. Uh, but what I was going to say was one of the big key things that I find with the real estate market right now, how it is in the U.S. and I live in Europe, so it's different. But in the U.S., from a lot of my clients and friends, they've told me that. Everyone can get started on an investment at some point. Now, I'm curious, what is the actual investment that you would need to to, to start with something to get you, not even profitable, just get you on the ladder over there?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I started with no money and no credit, right? So I had nothing. So it depends if you want to be active or passive. If you're an active investor, you would do a thing called wholesaling just to start building up your bankroll. And wholesaling is simply finding an asset undervalued either through motivation or just quality of asset, tying it up for X and then turn around and wholesaling it out for a lower price at XX and making the spread. So let's say if you bought it for 100, sold for 110, you make $10,000 profit on a deal like that. So you don't even need cash, you just need knowledge. Okay, wow. Um, if, you, if you're looking to tie up and hold and own deals, there's creative financing, a lot of creative financing, it's called lease option or subject to investing. Um, Which we don't do really, because I'm past that stage. I did that in the beginning. It's how I got started, actually. Um, Or, you know, you can just literally, if you have capital, you could buy and hold. (laughs) So, I'm not a speculative investor, though. I'm not the guy buying on the East Coast, West Coast, saying, "Hey, I'm going to buy for two million today and sell for two point five million tomorrow," because I'm cool like that. And I'm going to put a hundred thousand in it and just, you know, make millions of dollars doing nothing. Um, That's when people get in big trouble. That's that's why lots of smart people went bankrupt um, and back in the day
0: yeah that, that's quite interesting because there are a lot of lessons that people don't really see uh, going on so mm-hmm. what is it that you personally see that stops every, so, sorry, my phrase is probably, what is something that you see as a trend going on right now? Not just in, uh, not just with like the real estate market, but with all forms of entrepreneurs They're sabotaging the success.
1: Well, you know what it is right now, I would consider, you would consider this a pretty hot market right in anything. Um, Money's flowing, there's a lot of like people just spending money and making money. So right now the marketplace creates a lot of dummies. A lot of immaturities are hidden because they're still making profits. So what I'm watching and, you know, I'm excited about because it gives good buying opportunities in the future is dumb people acting smart because they're making a profit. <laughs> right. Hot markets always make everyone look smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I always find that really strange as well because, like, with the industries that I work in, again, you know, I'm a copywriter as well. I've been doing this since I was, like, 12. Uh and the way i look at it is that do you see that in the same place the copywriting industry used to be it was really hard to get knowledge on how to be a copywriter and when you did get knowledge it was like you paid through the nose to attend to train and now it's so free because you know the advent of the internet you basically do get anyone that's like it's a hot market everyone needs a copywriter but it brings a lot of stupid and cheap ass people into the industry
1: Yeah, well, I mean, this is the power of the power of relationships, though, right? Like, just because it's cheaper doesn't mean it's better or worse, even for that matter. Yep. I think the key is at the end of the day, as you know, you've been in it long enough, and we have a lot of good buddies in the same world. Like, it really comes down to like relationships, and I think this is where so many people fell in business is they're just very transactional. Yeah. I've always I've built my company for 22 years, all of my companies on relationship-driven business mindset.
0: oh yeah i agree with you entirely that i mean the only reason i've actually been able to be as successful as i am as a copywriter with all our and even with this podcast was i built up the relationship capital to have people just say hey i think this person's gonna be great as an interview for you
1: yep Yep. that's how we're here
0: yeah that is how we're here if rory (laughs) hadn't actually said anything we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have had this conversation and my cat is being a real asshole today (laughs) <laughs> granted cats are genuinely assholes anyway but you know what i mean at least being a little <laughs> bit extra today so it's fine but i was going to say with um with regards to like how you what you do outside of business like what are some of the things that you actually do that are outside the business are you there can you hear me i think we lost you yeah i think we've lost him hold on guys we'll be back in a second guys uh my internet decided to just hit the shelves very very hard and not work for me so just cut cut me a mark off entirely but i think the question i actually asked you were like what are some of the hobbies that you actually have outside of the business realm like what are some things that you do to rejuvenate your mindset
1: yeah you know so for me like in the mornings i love waking up early i get up early hang out you know i'm smoking a cigar by 9 or 10 a.m typically just because i've been up (laughs) already for five or six hours so To me, just like relaxing. You know, I have a three-year-old, almost a three-year-old now, a wife. Uh, My wife and I, we actually traveled the world for seven years. Wow. uh, This journey. So December 31st, 2005, I started on a one-month journey, turned into seven years. Um, But so to me, it's just like getting away, traveling. You know, I wouldn't call it a hobby, but something I'm passionate about is uh, creating a book, i.e. this new book. This is my ninth book I've come out with, with uh, four more in the hopper. Wow. But really, just want to share my message and leave a massive legacy while I'm living the legacy at the same time. Um, you know, just just relaxing. I think I think people discount. You know, it, a lot of people are called lazy. I know I was. By like, hey, you're just sitting out back doing nothing. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm uh, actually recharging my batteries and thinking and you know, collecting my thoughts and you know, all that fun stuff. But I I try to spend 40 or 50 percent of my time just thinking about How to grow and how to move forward on things.
0: I think that's actually one of the things, one of the key areas of business that's heavily underrated is taking productive time off. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people take time off and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to watch like nine seasons of Game of Thrones or something like that." Go, go do that. Go do that, buddy. Like, granted, you know, if you are an actual writer and you're looking for ideas, feel free to do shit like that because that actually works, and you can get away with totally using that as an excuse. It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm (laughs) definitely just working. That's what I do. Um, But in reality, like, the the key thing that I find when people take time off is they understand uh, they can grow better and actually grow and help others. And again, the fact that you actually spend about 40 or 50% of your time just relaxing, that... Is a powerful message saying you've basically mastered your time to the point where you can actually take time off. Now, something I want to ask about your books, because you said that you, this is your ninth book that you're writing. How did you get over the initial hump of writing your book? Because for a lot of people, they, they kind of like stammer, stutter, write lots, and then half the stuff is crap for them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I, I've probably written way more than, that's. I, I definitely have written way more than I've uh, put out to the real world. But I mean, at the end of the day, my first three books, it's kind of a hack. I actually, they're audio interviews transcribed and cleaned up and turned into a book. Nice. So I took like, you know, kind of what you're doing here, a podcast show, but back then it was, it was a telecall. Um, I would interview highly successful people um, and clean it, you know, and really just ask some questions I wanted to know as an entrepreneur and business owner. So just asking success principles, what they do. You know, We've had people that's won The Apprentice on there. Um, that she was in my first book, Kendra Todd, Frank McKinney. He builds $50 million mansions and uh, spec homes, which means he builds without a buyer um, in place at the moment, which is a <laughs> very crazy thing. Um, so to me, that's how I did my first three books, and it's obviously the easiest way to do it at first.
0: Wow, that is amazing. I, I definitely love that and the fact that you actually use that method because personally, I think Tim Ferriss is starting to do that with his books where he just takes his and yep. the best pieces. Something I'm actually doing as well with myself, so I'm taking the best part of my of my podcast and putting it out there as, a, as one of the few books, well, one of the many books I want to write. Um, but it's interesting like how you can... A lot of people don't really get this. Uh, when yeah. you start a podcast, Like one of the common questions I get asked quite frequently is, how do you even know what to talk about? I was like, honestly, I, I only have a few people I really want to speak to. Why? Right. Because I'm going to ask them questions I'm curious about. Like, Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, I, you know, everyone
1: always says curiosity kills the cat. You've heard that statement before, right? Or curiosity kills yeah. or whatever.
0: Yeah, curiosity um, kills the cat. I don't believe in it. Yeah, it
1: kills the cat. Yeah, I don't either because like every entrepreneur I know, dude, we're, we're, we're curious. Like, I want to know, like, what the hell you're doing over there? Why the hell do you got a cat? What are you doing copywriting? Does the cat soothe you? Like, you know, like, I think about that kind of stuff all day long. So curiosity is a good thing. I think where people get in trouble and confused with curiosity is procrastination in yep. between that. <laughs> so curiosity and procrastination are two totally different sides of the uh, the realm. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, man, I, I love this kind of stuff. And just having a conversation, it's just, I mean – Dude, you go to a coffee shop, this is how we would talk to each other anyways.
0: Exactly. This is exactly what the show's about, it's that relaxed environment. And to answer your question, copywriting is a lot of fun and it's something I'm really, really good at, but it's something I'm transitioning out of over this year uh, and only working with a few select clients that will pay me a shed ton of money, which, you know, most people do. Yay. The sure. other side of it is, why do I have cats? They do soothe me, but the way I have my boy, because I have two of them, and the way I got my girl, here hilarious. When I started this show... Uh, I was dating someone, and we had my boy Chase, one of the girls Amber, and then right at the end of our relationship, we had another girl called Luna. Um, just simply because she wanted them in breeding Bengal cats, they're mm-hmm. adorable. They make like beautiful babies, and they sell for, like anywhere from like seven hundred bucks to like two thousand dollars a kitten. Nice. It's a good little business. Um, yeah. So we were doing that, and then we broke up. And she took the other two cats and left me with Chase, my boy, because he was he was a gift for me. So I kept him moved to London. And, um, yeah, I just basically had him more or less just out of necessity of just being like, oh, cool, I have a cat now, yay. Sure. But genuinely, that cat has helped me through so many weird situations. Like, he's really – like, soothing is definitely one of them. The other one is he's an excellent judge of character. If he doesn't nice. like someone – like, actually saved me on this – he if he doesn't like someone he'll move away from them. Before he was neutered, he used to pee on things, and I was like, okay, what's up with this cat? What's going on? And then eventually, just clipped with me like every person that he did this to was not a good person for me. And he was like, that's yeah, awesome. just, just get them out the door. So I would, and he was like really, really smart about it. It's like <laughs> detective cat bitches is how you do things. So if you ever if yeah, you ever yes. get in, if you ever get invited to my house, know that my cat is judging you, and I'm actually taking his his judgment as like actual word. Yeah,
1: no, listen, everyone's being judged at all times about someone or somewhere or something.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. He's being judged by me all the time because he's being a little shit, but, you know, it's a fun little world. So I'm, I'm curious, like, about this. So, like, when you said that you started traveling um, for a month with, like, your wife, were you two together when you started traveling or did you guys –
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely. We were boyfriend, girlfriend, um, June of 05 and then December. Th- my grandmother actually passed away October 8th, 2005. That was kind of a pivotal moment in my journey of, of business and life. Um, I was working 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. A- p. every single day. Like to me as an entrepreneur, I just loved it. I was yep. a psycho maniac working for myself. 27 years old, had everything I needed or wanted and really just wanted to make more money and just be, be the coolest guy in town, ego driven for sure so when my grandmother she went to a doctor basic routine checkup bam you got four you got two weeks to live stage four cancer she ends up passing away on october 8th and i was like dude there's so much there's got to be more to life than just this bullshit so i was in the office and dean and i were talking i was like hey i want to you know let's do this i I, i've never really traveled i don't think i was ever in a plane before then and um, she's like well let's we went to south beach florida for a month and it just started, you know, evolving. And, you know, I said, that's kind of what we talk about in the 10 minute business owners. Like it started evolving. I started letting go. Um, and that's where business, you know, a lot of people say they're business owners, but they're really just high paying employees for themselves.
0: Yep. <clears throat> so it, they haven't. Kind of awesome. mm-hmm. th- so, yeah, it's true. They actually haven't found a way to outsource what they do or like have someone else take care of it because if they leave the business stuff d- dies. Yeah, exactly. So that's just basically being a high paid employee. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, what what are some of the secrets that you've actually found that are universally true for starting companies and being a business owner?
1: Well, so here here's a big one. This is a good write me down if anybody's listening, and hopefully it resonates a little bit. So, a lot of times when we're sitting down to start something, we always like we always start right. How do we do this? How do we blah 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 whatever the how is. The real question is, depending where you're at in your journey and you know situation, the real question should be should be asking yourself who. Can do the how, right? So a lot of times we think we can do everything. It's called the Superman effect, all Mm -hmm. business owners and all all entrepreneurs have from my experience. So instead, I don't know shit. Honestly, I really don't know anything. So I know that. I think that's one of my secret powers, seriously, is like not having an ego about it. People ask me a question. I'm like, great question. Let's call Peter. Great question. Let's call Patrick. Great question. Let's call – like I don't know the answer. (laughs) And even if I try to know the answer or think I know a little bit of it, I'm still going to bring them in because then it takes me out of the loop. So for me, it's like I suck at follow-up. I suck at all these things. So it's really just asking who can do the how. And when that really resonates to the listener, you know, talking out loud about it, like – Dude, it's a game changer. Like I've built many businesses and w- the ones that failed, I always said, how do I do X, Y, Z? And then the ones that succeed massively are the ones that's like, who can do the how and and, and just keep it growing.
0: Wow. That is amazing. I love that is the way that you actually think about things is in the how, because uh, not the how, the who, because a lot of people go into the why, um, yep. which is cool. It's a good idea to know why you're doing things, but to actually like build it as a business and be like, okay, who can take care of this for me and get them in to do it?
1: Yeah, I mean the why thing, dude, like seriously, I think a lot of people are very snowflaked out on the why. Yeah. Listen, you got to make money first mm-hmm. of all. And if you can provide great value to a marketplace, you know, step up and, and do your job and provide great value. I don't love real estate. I could give two shits about if we're putting copper on the door or what. You know, I, I don't care about it. Uh, the truth is I haven't been inside of one of my houses. I've, own, I've bought and owned thousands of them since 05. I haven't been in one of them, nor do I care. I don't even know the addresses. I don't know the buyers. I don't know the sellers. It's not about that to me. It's about building a business that actually, you know, yes, originally I liked real estate. Now it's just a house. It's just a product, like a, a bottle of water. You think you think the guy that owns like Fiji water, like loves like bottling water? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my God, this is the best, most beautiful bottle. Like, dude, no, but he's making millions of dollars. Like, I think the problem is, dude, people are too, like, sensitive about, you know... I don't know. It's just weird. Rainbows and unicorns. And I I think that's... I think it gets people in trouble, man. I think they make really bad decisions based off their emotions. Emotions lie. Emotions lie a lot.
0: Oh, entirely. I mean, yes, sometimes you have a feeling about things. But let's be honest. The majority of the time, your emotions are full of shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. That's why I always have that saying I talk about all the time. I want the data, not the drama. Emotions are drama-filled like crazy... But when my sales team or any of my teams come to me, it's like, and they're like, they start off, well, and I'm like, whoa, 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 data, not drama. Because <laughs> data doesn't lie. It's the scoreboard, period. Pretty and you nice. can't, you, you know, absolutely.
0: No, I agree with you. You can't actually bullshit data or data, as you call it. <laughs> you just can't bullshit it. You can try. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have, like, a really bad sales week where everything yeah. goes wrong at the same time but the truth is if you look at it and look at the dates and it's like oh, okay that's that's why like company wide we all had a bad week because the systems were down this week I'm not gonna get mad at you because I'm not gonna like I don't need to cause that drama at all I'm yep. just gonna give you the answer back to it it's like okay sales are down Uh, pick up the phone call some more people are you having a bad day what are you doing about it
1: yeah well again that's called that's kpi driven company you know so like kpis key performance indicators we look at those every day Mm -hmm. um so what happens is like you said like if the system's down it's obviously a global situation it's very crystal clear on the data but that doesn't mean we don't do anything today we got to double up the efforts because we got to make up for lost time and where a lot of times people like well you know it's kind of a good time to relax now and it's like "Whoa, whoa wait a minute that's your emotions telling you like you know, it's 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 a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because it is a good uh, detecting tool to kind of like protect you a little bit <laughs> from failure. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's a powerful – yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's so true though. So I got to ask out of this because I'm just curious about it all. How many books do you read? Are you more like an audiobook kind of guy?
1: Dude, I, I don't listen to – I think I've listened to two audiobooks my whole life. My my wife and I, we always get in arguments. I buy books every day practically. I so know I got you. books coming to I – get, I get real books coming to the house all the time. I was just rearranging my desk before you called. I had like nine new books on my desk from last week. But uh, What books? Um, you know I'm yeah.
0: going to ask what books you got.
1: Sure, sure. Five Day Weekend, High Performance Habits, um, a book that's not out yet. It's called The Syndicate X. Another book my buddy wrote, uh, Joe. It's called The Secrets of Mastering the Flip Game. Um, Meat is for Pussies by John Joseph. My buddy sent that to me. He's a vegetarian. Um, Lewis Howes.
0: And- so I can keep going.
1: Yeah, sure. And then um, Willpower Doesn't Work. I'm up with Ben, Ch- ben Harding. Well, uh, <laughs> so. For <laughs>
0: Yeah, see, you're talking about books right now. I've just got a delivery of books sent to me all of a sudden because I was like, what, what the shit? It's like, yeah, books are being delivered right now. So awesome. I think I heard Lewis House one of yours. Which other one?
1: Um, well, like I said, my boy Joe wrote a book called Secrets of Mastering the Flip Game, Syndicate X by uh, Chris Collins, which is kind of like a pre-release that he's kind of sharing out with us prior. Um, I think I told you Five Day Weekend, High Performance Habits by Brendan, um, <clears throat> Memory Rescue, by Daniel Amen it's a pretty cool book kind of talking about the the brain how powerful it is and getting beat up as kids and then willpower doesn't work by Ben Hardy
0: Um, uh, sorry about that literally lost the last word you said there
1: yeah no it's it's a Ben Hardy's book called willpower doesn't
0: work Oh, I love that book. That is actually a really, really good book. I read it a couple of weeks ago. But, um, so just to give you a heads up on like, so you're definitely more of a physical book kind of guy.
1: That's all. I, I that's, and, and again, you know, I, I don't read from cover to cover anymore. I used speed to. Read. I'm, I'm, well, I don't, I, dude, I suck at reading. I, speed read to me is like read a book in 12 months. But for <laughs> me, um, i'm more i I actually read on purpose now not just to read uh, it's not i don't like reading i don't enjoy it but i love the outcome kind (laughs) of like flying um so what happens is i i just kind of i intentionally read so if i'm if i'm sitting here struggling with something I'm going to write down notes like, hey, you know, why isn't this working, blah, 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 and asking myself, "Where where's the problem or where's the solution in the problem? And then I'm going to seek that through a chapter in a book or a couple chapters or kind of escape for a minute inside of a powerful book about success of some sort.
0: Yeah, because sometimes you actually catch an actual inkling of what you need to do while reading a book, and I actually find that. I like the way that you do that. I mean, I actually just adopt that from you as the idea of, like, purpose, purposeful reading because – as much as i love reading books my brain's kind of hit that point right now where if i sit down to read a book i have to read like i have to skim read because i can't do Mm -hmm. i can't do the whole i'm gonna sit here and read this cover to cover it's like no chapter three is a good (laughs) chapter for me to read exactly exactly can i find a summary of it somewhere online no damn okay exactly that's just one of those things that's really bad so what has to be like the most amazing place you've visited so far like that you'd recommend everyone go see at least once
1: you know it's it's really hard i mean seven years we went to a lot of places so yeah i love santorini greece uh, you know my wife and i love um the beach the ocean the sea and all that so santorini greece just a beautiful location if you've never been did we lose you again
0: no no i'm there. still here okay. Yeah, um, I'm definitely yeah, San Simeon sounds amazing. I yeah, think Utah.
1: That. I mean, we love skiing, so like Utah, we did that. Um, <clears throat> what is that? Uh, Park City, which is a pretty cool area. I'm all about too. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not looking to skimp. I know Tim Ferriss talks about like, oh, you know, I stayed here for twelve dollars and thirteen cents for a week. I'm more like I'm gonna I'm going to the Four Seasons and really like I'm all in. Yeah. So. You know, I, I think, that, and there's no right or wrong to any of this, obviously, but I think for me, it's, to me, it's the destination and the experience inside, inside the destination, not necessarily, like, just, like, the location by itself. I think there's a couple pieces that Bora Bora, by far, I mean, I mean, everyone's got to go to Bora Bora. It's a process to get there, but it's a pretty cool experience.
0: i got to ask, what is up with Bora Bora? Because, like, nearly every American I know, every American movie I've seen, like, oh, Bora Bora, let's go there. I'm like, well, what is so great about that place?
1: no i mean it's just got beautiful water you know you got the uh, we stayed at the four seasons there the huts over the water there just beautiful scenery it's very green it's very it's very exclusive um not to say you can't get some of that a little bit of flavor of that in the BB, the british virgin islands which is only three hours for me or less um and then you know it, it's it's just a cool destination place it's kind of like everyone in america too well Everyone on the mainland wants to put, go to Hawaii as well, right? Just because it's Hawaii.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so kind of, it's kind of it's like a destination. You, you go there because of whatever reason it is. That's really yep. interesting. I love stuff like that though, because it makes it, it, it genuinely makes me smile to know that um, there are so many places in the world to see. And like, I'm starting my travels next year. Okay. Uh, and I'm like the first place I'm going to is I'm doing a three month tour of the U S. Then I'm doing a three month tour of Brazil. Sweet.
1: Yeah. You got it. If you, so like my wife and I did this in 2014, I think we walked the Camino de Santiago, the 42 day walk across Spain. Yeah. It's a pretty cool thing to do. If you really want to like disconnect and really get to know yourself a little bit better. Um, my wife and I did it I mean, dude, it was awesome. 500 miles. Um, I, I actually, when my son gets older, I want to do it with him as well. Cause it's kind of a cool thing just to take a trek across Spain.
0: Yeah, I mean, my uh, one of my exes actually, she did that. Um, okay. she, she actually was telling me about it because they ended. They were in San Sebastian, where in her words she was like, they have the best cheesecake you'll ever eat in your life. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I will, I will go check this out.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Well, when you walk like that, everything is pretty good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're yeah.
1: like, this tastes so amazing. I just, I just walked ten hours today. Anything you could put a rat on a stick, and it probably tastes good at that point.
0: <laughs> oh man, that would be just. I can just imagine that though. Like how how amazing that would be um to actually even walk that far. Because again, I love the Alchemist. So um, for me, it'll just be like, oh, are we going through the same like route that the Alchemist took that the little kid took <laughs> in the Alchemist? Because you know, I'm such a weirdo for shit like that. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Is just like finding real real cool destinations. Because um, I spent I spent so much of my time. Uh, in mainland England just simply because I had, like, an issue with the government uh, screwing me out of my passport, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a whole different case study and file thing. But when because they did that, there was, like, a whole misplacement. It actually, like, cost me four and a half years of travel. Nice. Oh, that so sucks. I'm like, dude, I'm like, man, that sucks so much. But the upside is, like, as I'm I'm twenty 28, so I'm, I'm happy that I'm 28. Because yeah, now this sure. means, like, when I travel, I have... I don't have to do the whole thing where I skimp out and stay on a $12 hostel room or something. Yeah. Like it. It's just like, where did you go? Well, I stayed in this amazing penthouse for like three days. Um, you know, it cost me X amount, $1,000 or X amount, of $100 to do so. Oh, you could have got this really cheap place down here. I don't mind sleeping uh, staying in cheap places. Personally, I don't. But I'm there for the experience, and this place had an amazing view. So, yeah, I'm just going to take mm-hmm. it. It's, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it Again, you say it's the experience, and it's a reward for the work that you do because if you – Never reward yourself for the, for the trial and tribulation that you go through. What was the point? Right. Agreed. I, I I don't understand people that like want to punish themselves. Yeah.
1: Well, listen. You know, one of the biggest lies in life is treat people the way you want to be treated. A lot of people like to treat themselves like shit. So I like to treat myself good. So if I treat them good, they're going to be like, "Whoa, this is weird. It makes me feel weird and all that." So. Treat people how they want to be treated. <laughs> That's the real statement.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's the Platinum Rule, The Platinum rule, right, by uh, Tony Alessandro, which is, like, treat people how they want to be treated.
1: Yeah. I didn't know he said that, but the, yeah, that, absolutely.
0: I only remember that because like, that dude, like, wrote a book or, like, an entire course on, like, charisma. So I decided to, like, take it because back then I was like, I don't think I'm that charismatic. Turns out I am just, a, just an idiot most of the time with like lots of self-doubt because that's what happens in the schooling system. So sure. that that actually leads me to my next question to ask you really more than anything is how did you like solidify the confidences that you had? Because have you always been confident or did it take time to solidify and build?
1: Well, I mean, confidence is a very skewed thing to me. I think what kind of confidence, right? If you put me in a room full of um, con- like day-to-day workers, I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm not confident because I don't have anything to talk about. You know, like daily people. Like if you put me in a room full of people where someone like you and other guys and we can talk about business success in life, like I'm super confident in it because I've been in it and I've experienced it real life. Um, So to me, confidence comes through implementation and action. Right. I got the more I do. By implementing, the more confident I get. Just like you writing, I'm sure, like the more you write, the more confident you become in your skill set, the more confident you become in charging people, the more confident you become in the outcome. You just get more comfortable in your skin the older we get. June 19th, I'll be 40 years old, and I kinda, I mean, honestly, dude, there's environments I'm super unconfident and uncomfortable in. Um, But, again, at the end of the day, I try to position myself to be, put myself in the best situations possible. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so right. you know you got to kind of hack that a little bit for sure
0: oh yeah definitely i mean it's uh it, it's all about doing that so i i like the way that you put that there's some situations that you don't feel confident in, so you just don't go in and other situations that you're like no i'm going to just be around place so i can feel confident in myself and be good sure. at that. because a lot of people put themselves in the compromising s- situations where they're like i'm not confident here so i'm gonna make myself confident and i'm like uh that's not a smart move because that destroys your self-esteem it's it, it, Yo. it's away very quickly
1: yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're doing. I mean, again, like I've used high-level knowledge to gain confidence, right? Like I've invested a lot of money in myself. A lot of people, use, they'll go to college, and they're confident in their skill set, if you will, but they're not confident in the real world. I, I'm more like I, I've done the same thing. Like I've really invested I, – dude, I invest millions of dollars in educate, knowledge with mentors and masterminds and all that. I um, see that. You so the more I, I do – yeah, the, thank you. The more I do – and invest in myself it just like the only person that's going to invest in myself is me right so the more I do that it just I just gain more confidence I gain more knowledge and just get a little tighter as we grow and the truth is dude I I feel like I'm just starting
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's really interesting because like I love the fact that you actually still think that because I look at you and I'm like wow this guy's actually killing it and getting some shit done he's out there like making moves and stuff so like you're someone that like now Obviously, even brought into my world, I'm going to be falling a lot closer Mm because it's just one of those things you get to know someone like yeah, I totally resonate and ring with them. So, what would you say would be like uh, okay from the old school types of books? You know, the old school like uh, self development books like Jim Rohn and stuff stuff like that. Who would you say is probably one of your favorite teachers?
1: Well, I mean, so the truth is, I never read a book until I was eighteen years old, ever. Um, like I said, college wasn't my thing, barely graduated high school. So my first book, my first real book I ever read was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So, you know, I've read, I've read, I, I've read all kinds of his stuff. Um, I, obviously Jim Rohn's amazing. All, all those guys. I mean, dude, I, I, there's so many great, I've read over 5,000 books to date, wow. uh, probably more than that even, um. Back then I used to read cover to cover.
0: <laughs> yeah, like so like I'll be here for three months reading this one book. Now you're like, no, I'm just gonna read the pups I need.
1: Yeah, so what's cool about that is like again the reason I do books is books change a book changed my life. So, you know, I don't know if he wrote the book expecting Mark I'm gonna change Mark Evans' life. You know, obviously he didn't but like that's kind of why i do it is like it's a legacy piece that you know someone's going to pick my book up i hope you know one year one day one hour or 100 years from now and read it the truth is it's more for my son than anything but someone's going to read that as an entrepreneur and say holy shit that resonates with me boom and it changes our life so i think when people get in trouble with this kind of stuff is like they try to write for everybody instead of just write for somebody yeah, um, and that's kind of that book spoke to me. Thinking you grow rich really? So I, it, like it resonated at many many levels, and it just like aha, I get it. And some books are worth reading more than once. <laughs> yeah. So you know I've read that book many times, boy, more than once. But there's a lot of cool books out there, man.
0: No, I agree. I mean, it's also something that you just said right now is that people um, people write their books as in for everyone rather than for just one person. It's the same thing with like writing advertising a lot. The big mistake I see. That the problem i see with a lot of people is they're like this ad won't work because of these reasons well i'm like you haven't really told them the target market have you <laughs> exactly like you don't know who you're writing for no wonder it didn't work it's just speaking to too many people at the same time fair enough your product could help and save so many other people's lives but start yeah. with a few and then go from there because that's the only way that you'll actually make an impact
1: yeah, you're like, hey, who's your avatar? They're like, oh yeah, that was a great movie.
0: <laughs> you know what's really oh, funny? I'm still waiting for the day someone says that to me, so I can just give them the stupid look and be like, get out of my office. Yeah, just go, exactly. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's, that was. Uh, <laughs> I think I've actually, I think I will. Now I've said that, I guarantee you, someone's going to do that. To oh, me. just just it, for the just for the fun of it, to mess with me.
1: It's happening for sure.
0: I bet you it's going to be you as well. You're just going to like do it just to mess with me. Like, hey, Adel, who's your avatar? Well, it's a good movie. (laughs) Damn it. It's like, yeah, I told you I was going to do it. I'll just do it anyways. Lay down the line. So I guess one of my big questions for you particularly, especially with like so many businesses that you run and hold and stuff, what was your secret or what was one of your keys to keeping the money that you made? Because the problem that I see with a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, is if we come from like not well-to-do families, like which most entrepreneurs don't really come from, they're usually like first generation rich. Mm Mm-hmm we go a little bit crazy in the beginning
1: sure so i did i almost went bankrupt twice (laughs) so i literally filled out the paperwork i still have it i almost went bankrupt early 2000 um because i was making a lot of money but you know i was spending more than i was making um so you're just talking about how to keep
0: more yeah like how to keep what you make
1: one, lever- level up on your financial knowledge, right? A lot of people, that's where I screwed up. I, I learned how to make money. I went to many masterminds and classes to learn how to make money. None of these masterminds and classes talked about how to cons- preserve money and grow money. So the only way they said grow money is go out and buy more deals and do more real estate and make more money. But but again, there's a, there's a different side of that whole story about keeping it, preserving it, growing it. Like you're what, 28 you said? Yeah, 28. So like – Someone like you, like I immediately start thinking about infinite banking concepts in my mind. Those are big, high-end insurance policies. Um, you know, my wife, my son, I, we all have those, and it's not for death benefits. It's more for like financial. Um, there's some really high-level financial benefits for those in the U.S. Anyways, um, so you know, because it's not just about making it too. It's like about the pres- preservation of money. Yeah. Like so, in our world, right? If you make a million dollars a year. You're going to pay half of that to the government, half the taxes, for example. But there are strategies um, not to, you know, not pay taxes, but to reduce taxes or limit the liability. So there's a lot of ways just with knowledge. It's he who knows the game the best wins. So, you know, educate yourself. Go to, like, it's boring as hell for all of us. And we're, we're, dude, I've been doing. That was early two thousand, so now what, 58, 19 years, eighteen years? Yeah. Um, I've been kind of like I've hired a lot of great mentors to help me with that and I'm still learning every single day. Um and quit buying stupid shit. Like do it for a minute. Get it out of your system. Make more money than you're buying, buy the Lamborghini or Ferrari, I like Rolls Royce's myself, but don't blame me amazing buy ours and um You know, just don't buy what you can't don't buy what you can't afford. I actually pay cash for all my cars so I can make sure I can afford them, right? Yeah. That's (laughs) the smart way of doing
0: it. Like the way that I the way I help myself from going crazy like broke. I mean, to give you an example, like my first like my second year as a pro copywriter heading into my third, I got hired by a real estate company surprisingly in the UK to write ads for them, like for a direct mail piece. It was like fifteen if it was fifteen thousand pounds, so about thirty thousand dollars for a full year's worth of training and understand the european markets and all that's the other i don't even remember what the client's name was it was that long ago but it was my first big shot like my first shot at actual like making a ton of money they um mm. what was it they paid me three and a half thousand pounds so like five thousand six thousand dollars at the time um and they gave me three percent on the first week of mailings right uh which is really, really good for like a you know a junior copyright starting out and cutting his teeth and stuff absolutely I, we did about three point, we did 3.5 million pounds, uh, in the first week. And my commission check was about 80,000 pounds. So about $150,000 at the time.
1: Nice.
0: Which is great for like a 19 slash 20 year old, except for when you go crazy and actually spend all your money. And as I said to Rory as well, as much as I want to say that I spent it all on hookers and blow, the reality was I just spent it paying off debts and making sure I can like do pay off whatever it is for everyone else in my family, um, (sighs) which is noble, but stupid. Because yeah, I agree. stupidity of it is just, there's no, Oh, I'm helping everyone. Yay. But you're stupid because what I should have done, or what I could do if I went back in time and actually like slap myself upside the head and give the advice there, and i would give this advice to anyone today. If you have a lot of money, find a way to actually make it work for you. Like the greatest, uh, like the richest man in Babylon would say, get Great your money problem. to work your work for you yeah. and then go buy the stupid shit. So like right now, what I do is like today I bought a jacket, like I bought a brand new leather jacket, which is really, really nice. Um, but before I actually bought it, I looked at myself and went, okay, how many of these could I buy if I actually wanted? I was like, right. I could probably buy about 100 of them, right? right. Just just cash, 100, 100 leather jackets, so I can pay for them in cash. Great, I'll buy it, because I can get one. Because I can right. get 100, I'll buy the one that I want.
1: Sure. Yeah, great statement, something that I learned a long time ago. Again, it's just always learning, but save yourself before you save the world, Right. So really investing that money, kind of what you said, like like you said, the noble effect is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay everything off and help everybody. It's like, again, it's not about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I, if I took that same money put into a place, do you want to help them once or do you want to help them forever? Exactly. And, you know, if you help them once, typically it doesn't even help them. It actually could hurt them. And I've done that with family members where you hurt them by because we can give to them doesn't mean we should give to them. Um, so you, you create, you know, a rich, broke person um mentality you almost create that effect and uh, as but it's something we learn right you learn from
0: it (laughs) it's it's a learning curve it's constantly learning and moving forward absolutely and that's kind of like one of the beauties that i really love about the entrepreneurial journey is that as long as you keep an open mind know that you're going to be you're going to have new lessons sent to you every single day by one way or another as Mm -hmm. long as you're open to receive them you're pretty much almost always going to win Sure, absolutely. Don't get me wrong, there are going to be days that you're going to want to pull your hair out and actually wonder why am I even doing this. But, you know, make them as few as possible as you can.
1: Well, not only that, dude, if you guys aren't, if if entrepreneurs aren't dry heaving or having anxiety attacks once a week, you ain't doing shit. Like, you're not doing enough. Like, I mean, it's it's called growth, right? And and you got to exercise that muscle because if not, you're going to wake up at 60 years old and you're going to be on the opposite side of that. Then you can't handle the anxiety attack. When I say anxiety, I'm not talking going to a hospital attack, but like there, there's mo- – I, I don't want to go to bed and I can't wait to wake up. <laughs> you know, So you know, anxiety to me is like let's go. There's a lot to accomplish. I mean th- th- as you know, there's a ton of stuff to do every day.
0: Oh, yeah. The way I look at this anxiety is just excitement without breath. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's a good way. way
1: to- That's the way I look at it. If sure. you're
0: anxious or nervous, it's just you're excited but you don't know how to breathe yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, think of your first date. Think of your first kiss. You're having massive anxiety attacks, You just and you're excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's with anyone, by the way. It could be your first Absolutely. date with someone you just met, or it could be like you, you know, you're still in love with your wife. You still get anxiety from time to time about certain things that you guys do. Yeah. Everyone oh. gets it, at least one, one way or another. It's, it's how we do things. So something yep. I did want to ask you, because we're hitting up all that moment in the show. Sure. I wanted to ask you really quickly, like, because um, you kind of covered it a little bit. Actually, we didn't cover this exactly. So I was going to say uh, top three books you'd recommend everyone to read. Those listeners, like these are three books I recommend that you definitely read. I know that's a lot considering you've read over 5,000. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I think the first like I always like to reverse the question to get the answer. But in my head, like, you know, I'd ask myself what I need help with the most. Our mindset could always use improvement. So I always think Think and Grow Rich is a great book um, for sure. Um other books. So I'm in the i I'm in the process of working on selling one of my companies, so I'm kinda you know, it's like a three year journey, but it's kind of a book like Built to Sell. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever read that book. That's kind of what book. I'm reading. Yeah. Um and then of course the Ten Minute Business Owner, everyone's gotta read that. <laughs> Hell yeah. You really <laughs> I'd be a sure. terrible marketer if I didn't advertise my own book. Yeah. Um Traction, you know, Traction's kinda like a business builder book talking about key performance indicators, really understanding what how your business runs. i mean, dude, do the E Myth. The yep. E Myth, kind of very Michael Gerber book. Like it's hard to identify three. Kind of like when the travel thing. It's hard to identify one or two.
0: Yeah, um, I'm glad that you gave you me some. are all yeah, great, cool.
1: great books. Like if, if you need help them. I to me, I think people don't need more low. I don't know the listeners as much as you would your own listeners, but like all business owners and entrepreneurs that I know. They spend a lot of time in their own environments. Like, you know, I'm in real estate, so a lot it would be very easy for us to go and go to real estate events because it's easy. I understand the language, I understand what's going on. <clears throat> but how I broke out and really grew to another level many years ago is I started just getting focused on business building, business mindset, business leadership, growth, et etc. Because business is just business. Product is product. It's not a big deal once yeah. you understand how to do it. So same thing with copywriting, right? Like you figure out like, hey, man, I, I know how to do copy. Now it's fine-tuning your skills. But while that's going on, you still have to build a business around that.
0: Yeah, mm. definitely. It's, it's, it is a business for what you need to be. So real quickly is uh, one of my favorite statements on the show is um, one of the questions I love to ask. Um, when you had the win knocked out of your sales, you know, mm-hmm. just confidence-wise, just knocked out of your sales what what steps did you take to kind of like come back to it i know reading is definitely one of them but i actually want to know like what specifically did you do or like if you have yeah. an example of someone that you know someone that you've worked with that has knocked the winds out of their sales what advice would you give them
1: yeah dude honestly you know i for me i don't even read i actually for the if i get my number one it's called a pity party yep. the problem with pity parties no one shows up with gifts yep right so to me i don't i don't read or anything i actually deploy i'm action 100 percent anytime i see shit hitting the fan i'm all in that's when i know i've i took my eye, eye off the ball i got sloppy i got complacent i got lazy um i got naive i mean to me it's like action solves problems and you know if you make enough money and you're, you have a problem and money solves the problem then you don't have a problem so you have to just get out there and do the work. And I think so many people pussyfoot around and they're like, oh, man, you don't understand. I do understand. I've been there 100 times over probably this week. So <laughs> have to, like, just do the work. And it's – again, there's a lot of snowflakes in, in the game, and which is good for us, guys that are actually doing it because, you know, people are fronting people think they're entrepreneurs or business owners and the truth is they're probably more they're probably better off being number twos or number threes in the company they'd make more they'd have less stress and they'd probably enjoy life a little bit more so I think getting people realigned with the reality of the situation um, but dude I get my wins I mean my biggest things when I get my sales taken out of is like when I have to let someone go that I care about every person on all my teams I care about greatly so probably the hardest thing I deal with today is when we have to fire someone yeah. Or let them go, and you know it's emotional because we actually care, and it's going on right now. Actually, someone we're getting ready to let go, and we really, really like the person a lot, and uh, but it's for the my job is to be in, in the group it has nothing to do about individualism. It's about the group and protecting the bigger picture for all of us. Yeah, you know so.
0: No, I totally action. agree with you. Yeah, action, action is basically the best thing you can do.
1: Pick up so. the phone, dude. Have conversations. I think that's, to me, just on top of the action. I'm sorry to like interrupt. On oh, that, go for but, it, dude. Like, pick up the phone, man. Like, there's so much opportunity. Everyone's sitting here dicking around playing video games on their cell phone. That's, if you're a samurai, your phone is your sword, right? If you're a copywriter, the phone the phone is your pen, if you will. So use the phone. Call someone. And say, hey, what's up? How can I help you? Hey, what's going on? I see you're doing this. This is awesome. Is there any value I could add to you? Like, Be valuable to a market. Be, be valuable to the world, period. Yep. You can't outgive give the world.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. The other thing I want to add as a caveat to that is if you're going through a situation right now and you're like, ooh, Oh, I don't know. I, I can't I can't sell on the phone. If you're a writer, fucking write a sales letter and mail it to them.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm not even – I love the writers trying to charge me – I used to do a lot of uh, products. They're like, yeah, I'm $15,000 plus royalties, blah, 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 but they don't know how to sell anything, and they have no copy for themselves to sell themselves. And I'm like <sighs> – yeah <laughs> it's everywhere
0: <laughs> oh no i know like the way i i get i got yelled at by someone about this the other week they're like why do you not have a sales letter about your services and i'm like because i don't need to sell myself like why i was like i have two rules with people one you want to get on the if you want me to work with you as a client first of all my dance card is usually full but because i work on i work mostly on referral and everyone fucking loves me but uh the other reason is because i will get on the phone with you and in 15 minutes, if I cannot blow your fucking mind and explain your products better to you than you can do to your own staff and to yourself, right. you're not going to hire me. And mm-hmm. out of every consultation I've done, I've, I've written well over 9,000 ads. I've practically blown nearly every one of my clients that's given me money out of the water by just by going, oh, yeah, no, what I would do is your strategy's is completely off, or it's right, your copy's completely wrong, or here, and here's what I would fix. Right, And they're like, we don't need a sales letter. We just, we, we can, we just hire you now because yeah, strategic. Again, yeah it's Absolutely. selling. Cause I know my thing is if I'm writing a sales letter for myself, I get my own head. But if I'm yeah. talking to you on the phone, it's goddamn easy for me to sell you.
1: Well, dude, this that well again, because you're your own client, right? You need to hire someone to write your own stuff because yeah. when you're so close, it's always like you cannot see yourself in the picture when you're in the picture. You have to step outside of the frame to look in back. And when you're so close and so connected to the piece, that's why people hire you. If it was that easy, everyone would do it. You know what I mean? So when you're super connected dude we're just we forget what we know we forgot more than most people will ever know in real estate so when i sit down with guys like yourself i mean we've written many copies pieces on that like you know and they're telling us they're like that's it and i'm like huh like that's nothing they're like no that's it for sure (laughs) and uh you know so it's like it's the power of that man i love that
0: oh definitely i love i love the fact that you came on here and actually shared so much amazing stuff um mark listen so if I remember correctly, the website for everyone is ten as in one o minute business owner forward slash adil. Go there, check it out. You guys will get some free cool things from mm-hmm. Mark that he's put put up there for me for you guys as well. Mark, how else can people get in touch with you? What what can they like talk to you about? How what's the best way yeah. to get in touch with you?
1: Honestly, man, social media is an amazing tool. Um, over on Instagram at, at Mark Evans DM M A R K E V A N S D M. Yep. Um a lot of interaction, a lot of daily stories, a lot of cool stuff. I I don't know a deal if you use it, but dude, it is powerful shit. Like we really I mean, I get some of the most amazing testimonials of people I've never met my entire life on there. Just from following us. So it's a very, very powerful tool and it's a good way to stay in real life up to date content. You know what I mean? It's it's interactive content really at that point. So that that'd be a that'd be an amazing way. Or even the website, MarkEvansDM.com
0: that'd be good guys yeah, go, yeah. Check, go check that stuff out follow me i agree with you like i use i don't use instagram effectively i just use facebook most of the time but i'm moving towards like linkedin and other places because those are fun things to run with Absolutely. um but i do use instagram for my jujitsu stuff that that's Absolutely. actually helping me getting like a few sponsorship deals come through which is nice um but yeah guys check out everything mark does it's gonna be awesome as you guys had this guy's just like to the point doesn't fuck around gets right to the point and gives you the answer that you need uh check his stuff out and guys it's been a pleasure mark thank you for being here again remember Mm -hmm. to rate subscribe and follow us uh and actually rate subscribe follow and share that's the one i was trying to remember what it was and share this episode (laughs) seriously three podcasts done today yeah my brain's kind of like trying to remember what it is um and thanks again mark thanks for being here and thank you for spending time man
1: thank you man thank you for having me and thank you listeners uh stay focused you guys got this have a great day, man. Thank you very much. Thanks, dude. You too. Bye. Yep.